Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today for Tuesday, August 1st. It's Ali Quorum and Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, where we saw a modestly mixed day and honestly, Ed, a pretty resilient market in the face of rising yields. Yeah, I thought it was as well. Uh, I want to take a look at three stocks, uh, two that are big earnings movers, Arista Networks and Allegro Microsystems, as well as Oracle. Okay, let's do it. First, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today down about four tenths of a percent, but finishing off lows. We also had the S&P 500 down about three tenths of a percent of a percent or so by the end of the session and the Dow up two tenths of a percent on the day and the Russell 2000 zero RUS in market Smith here uh, down about a half a percent, but off lows as well. So Ed, your assessment of how this week is shaping up, given that we have a lot of earnings reports that have come out and still many more to come. Yeah, we're right in the middle of peak earnings still. Uh, yeah, this was resilient. I mean, the NASDAQ fell a little bit, but it's right in this range, right by 15-month highs or 16-month highs. So is the Dow. So is the S&P. Uh, you know, really, if anything, you'd almost say like, hey, it'd be a longer pause. It'd be nice or a little pullback. We haven't been getting it. We keep on having this two steps forward, one step back, which isn't the worst thing, especially if you already have existing positions. Right. Sometimes it's not much, so much fun if you're buying stuff right at the top of that uh, two-step, but uh, it's it's acting very well, doesn't want to go down. Uh, the 10-year Treasury had a big move today, moved well above 4%. Uh, it's getting close to those 2023 highs of 4.09. Yeah, there's a lot of, it hasn't gotten above 4% too often. And so we'll see, is this going to be just poking up and come back down or not? Uh, when you combine that with the dollar, which is probably rising as well because of, of uh of uh, on the rising yields and you know that's given taken back almost all the losses it had from you know that second week of july where we had this big plunge and there was a big move in the market and i will say on the positive side while the rising yields aren't necessarily good for the market they reflect a stronger economy but not mm. necessarily hotter inflation and so the stronger economy is good for stocks it's just sort of a side effect that there's also this somewhat negative, but I think we, we're generally happy for the reasons why the 10-year yield is rising. Yeah, seems like that's uh, the interpretation there of this, but it seems like we're potentially at a critical juncture here, Ed, because if we continue to see the 10-year yield rise, if we continue to see the dollar rise, like at, at what point is the interpretation going to be a not so happy one? Yeah, I mean, and obviously we were sort of like we 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 bought into the stronger growth, and we didn't think, oh yeah, the rising yields are coming in. So now we're getting that that negative. Yeah, that could definitely take it down. I mean, again, it wouldn't be the worst thing if the Nasdaq fell all the way yeah. to the twenty-one day, or fell all the way. And again, especially if it was relatively gradual. If we did that over right. a week a or it's like you know, controlled yeah. pullback. I mean, just the fourteen thousand levels, just where we were a couple of days ago, really a week ago. So, I mean. That would be that would provide a little more room for growth stocks to run. So, uh, you know, maybe a reason why investors shouldn't get too excited if you make buys, make them really small incrementally. But uh, it, it is a good time to be fairly invested, just maybe not right. ramping up from these current levels right now. Totally agree. And just a quick reminder to folks of how they should be handling 
earnings season, Ed. Uh, like you said, we're we're in the thick of it. So in terms of portfolio management, what would you say are, are some of the key reminders right now? Well, definitely be very aware of where your uh, which stocks have earnings or, or related stocks. Uh, we saw a lot of moves on on, on now other stock and what Microsoft and Meta did obviously had a lot of impact last week. And if you don't have a really big cushion, you may want to take some and at least partial profits. I mean, there were some big winners today and there were some big losers, even though the, the overall market was relatively quiet. Uh, you could have had a very good or bad day, depending on your concentration. So, uh, you know, you just want to be thinking about those kind of elements uh, in the middle of earnings season. Mm -hmm. And a couple of ETFs to take a look at uh, before we analyze some stocks. Here's a look at SMH. A couple of really tight closes here, right around 160. That was the same ceiling this ETF saw in mid-July. So it's it's still continuing to lead here. Not a whole lot of movement um, this week so far, Ed, but that's not a bad thing. I think that's just underscoring, again, going back to that resilience here. This is continuing to be a leading group. Yeah. And there were some, I mean, and they weren't necessarily the biggest stocks in the group, but there were some really big movers and a lot of them were losers today. So SMH yeah. is sort of yawning at this is like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Like what? Rambus, uh, another name that we'll be taking a look at here uh, too soon, ALGM. So yeah, great point there. Uh, not so uh, sunny spot today, Ed. O-O-T-O, -O, rather, out of the office. I had, although it did uh, claw back from earlier losses down about two and a half percent on the day. And this is, uh, I, th I thought it was leveraged. Yeah, it is. So, so this is a leveraged ETF as well. Uh, declining at two and a half percent today, but uh, JetBlue, a warning there, hitting the sector, it seems like at least intraday. Yeah, JetBlue hit the airlines, then Norwegian Cruise Lines guidance hit the cruise lines. Uh, some of the hotels seem to do pretty well. There's a lot more coming in later this week. So not a good day for travel overall, but found support uh, and obviously has been doing pretty well over the last several weeks. Mm-hmm. And let's check in on industrials. Here's a look at XLI. Another day up here, Ed, in this steady eddy uptrend. <laughs> yeah, steady eddy. And there were some big losers in this area, too. But again, it's just uh, the overall trend is, is very positive here, a positive sign for the economy. Right. Which I guess if there are individual laggards, the fact that the group as a whole is still holding up well, same with chips. Does that speak to the market breadth that we're seeing as well? Yes. Uh, and the market breadth is really strong. It's a really good point. And, and, and you know, it should be looking around. I know we look at a lot of gross tech stocks, but there's a lot of strength in this market right now. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. This is the New York Stock Exchange advanced decline line looking pretty strong there. Let's take a look at the NASDAQ. It's hitting its highest level in uh, quite a while here, and it looks like, or at least getting getting to its uh, mid-July levels. But maybe we're on we could be on breakout watch for this AD line. I know we have a lot of big software earnings uh, to come this week, and a bunch of other names that I'm sure you are keeping close <laughs> close tabs on. Okay, let's take a look at Arista Networks. This is one of the big. 
uh, earnings winners today breaking out of a consolidation up almost 20% strong volume. We did have a deceleration of growth, but I mean, 46% bottom line growth, 39% top line growth. Those are some really strong numbers, Ed. Yeah, and it's been strong growth on top of strong growth on top of strong growth. There's right. like a lot of accelerating growth up until the last two quarters. Uh, yeah, so the, I don't know what you could have done a whole lot with this one. This was mm. sold off really hard in the prior several yeah. days. There was you know, concerns following Meta and, and Microsoft earnings. Those are two big customers. Juniper Networks had some disappointing uh, results. So straight up from the bottom, that makes it a little, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this could fall 8% tomorrow, and it wouldn't look that odd so that makes it tough to buy i think for investors uh, it was great volume and it's like but it's like it'd be nice to see maybe this consolidate for a couple of weeks maybe it can form a shelf or some kind of high handle and see if it can calm down uh i mean great action but it's it's uh <laughs> hard to do a whole lot on something like that exactly i mean that's what makes this one so tough it, you have a lot of great uh, boxes that it's checking on the fundamental side. But technically, you know, when you're thinking about top tier elite stocks, do they have uh, price action this erratic? I mean, maybe it's calmed down a little bit. But last <laughs> quarter, you had that huge gap down in the base. I guess at least, uh, you know, the, the silver lining was that it quickly recovered from that. But to see it sell off like it did before this next report it just makes it tricky to handle. Maybe uh, this report is the beginnings of a personality change for the stock. I know I like pointing back to uh, SMCI, where it had um, some fits and starts in a lot of its bases. It was kind of hard to handle. And then finally, there was one earnings report where it broke out and then the personality completely changed. So maybe that's uh, what we're seeing here for Arista. Uh, only time will tell. Yeah. And I was thinking about AEHR. Okay. Yeah. And on semi, which is yes. still wild. Don't get me wrong, but not as wild. That was a much tamer several weeks mm -hmm. than, than, and finally didn't come in crashing below the prior entries. And so I was seeing right. some of those actions. Yes. Yeah. Good point there. ALGM did not have a great reaction to its earnings report down 12% on the day in heavy volume. The numbers looked pretty good. 63% bottom line growth, 28% top line growth. And this is one that uh, traders perhaps would have opted to hold heading into earnings. Maybe they uh, snuck in as it was getting back above the 50-day line. I know you and I, I feel like we were talking about it um, kind of around then in uh, late June as it was carving the right side of the base. So one conceivably could have had enough of a profit cushion heading into this report. Uh, and this is not the result that you want. Yeah. And some chip stocks had bad opens and did better. This one did not. It kept on getting worse. I don't know why. And sometimes you don't know the reason why, because yeah. it was good earnings, good guidance for whatever reason, but the, the, you got to rely on the price. Yeah, I mean, if you bought the breakout, obviously, definitely down. It probably didn't really have much of a cushion. And so that would have been mm -hmm. tough to hold, at least a full position. Uh, for those who snuck in on that sort of pseudo handle that you sort of marked, you know, you probably thought, no, oh, I can probably hold this. Well, you know, you probably wanted to take at least some action, if not getting entirely out. For those who did the early entry, 
I mean, you might want to pair a little bit because it is disappointing. This looked like one of the first ones that was really getting going. And I think only the reason I hesitated on that one is because it felt a little early. The market didn't look ready, mm. uh, but it was. Uh, so, uh, you know, you could try to hold it, see if you could, you know, hold the 50 day or 10 week line. But this was really disappointing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, even if it uh, is above the 50 day line, I mean, the fact that it had a 12% plunge on earnings and heavy volume. That feels like an expectation breaker. Maybe it just needs more time to rest. But, you know, maybe that 50-day line <laughs> will find support and the timing is just off here and it needs to form a new base. So we'll have to see. And last but not least, we want to take a look at today's stock of the day, and that is Oracle a nice tight base here. Oh, I, I kind of uh, messed up there with the line. I ran into something with my mouse. Um, also, uh, yeah, let's uh, just make sure we're on, we're on today here. There we go. It, up, it updated there. So we've got a gain of six tenths of a percent. Maybe it snuck out of an early entry here, Ed. It didn't uh, have a lot of volume behind today's move, but this is just so tight and orderly here for Oracle. Yeah, it's really showing nice action here. You know, you're sort of that you know, and early entry around there, you could use 121 as another entry, uh, you know, in that spot, uh, you know, it's tight little action, tight, holding up very well after a nice run. I mean, this is a, this was a nice run by this stock. Uh, it's a long time before earnings. So have to be aware of other stocks in the group and other mm -hmm. things that are, are doing out there. But, and that group is pretty strong. Number two out of 197 and Oracle's, you know, is probably a significant contributor to that. Uh, so a lot to like about that. I will say that the fundamentals are still sort of mediocre. I mean, there's finally some revenue growth and there's been some strong cloud growth. So I think that's people are excited, but we are expecting, you know, EPS to fall uh, mm -hmm. in this current year. So that is something to note, but really tight, yeah, really strong action, uh, you know, technically in the last several, several weeks here. All right, well, I'm gonna set an alert right around 120. We'll see if we can uh, get it to take that level out with some gusto. Now, in terms of earnings reports out after the close, I do have one in mind because I have a, a personal uh, vested interest in this outcome. But Ed, you'll have to tell me if there's other key reports we should check in on. Here's a look at ELF with its results out after the close. I'm not sure what the numbers are here, Ed, but uh, that initial reaction, this stock is up 15%. That would mark uh, at least the fourth quarter, if it can hold this into tomorrow, that is, of uh, gap up on earnings. Yeah. And again, another blowout report. I think the estimate was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 47% growth. I'm sorry for not knowing exactly, but looks like EPS more than doubled. Once again, sales are up 76%. So almost uh, in, in, uh, an acceleration. Again, that was way above uh, estimates, really strong numbers. Don't know about the guidance, but uh, it sounds like it was good. AMD is another one that was okay. uh, pretty strong there. after us. Uh, that one might be uh, flashing an early entry from a downtrend line, mm -hmm. pretty close to the 122 level, which would be another area. We'll see how it goes because I don't know if they've, if what their guidance is and so on. Another one is Terex, uh, TEX is a heavy equipment maker <laughs> uh, because this one. Uh, already gapped up on Cat Caterpillar. Hmm. And Tarek said, well, we've got something to say too. I don't know what the numbers <laughs> were, but obviously there was something pretty good here. Uh, you know, I've got it up almost 10% hmm. on, on the reading I have. So uh, a lot of a lot of uh, our stocks around buy points that are reporting tonight or tomorrow morning. So definitely have to stay on your toes. Yes. 
All right. Well, thanks, Ed, for that breakdown. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We will be back with more tomorrow morning on IABD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IABD Live for all the details there. We'll see you then. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.